Hello and welcome to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Each week we will share with you our thoughts and opinions about our modern mythologies. Such as film, TV, music, comics, gaming, and more. I am your host, Brian, a comic book nerd who thinks of himself as a low-level superhero. And I'm your anti-host, Tony, a movie buff with an unhealthy obsession for overanalyzing anything and everything. And when we're not fighting crime, we're podcasting. Let's get it started. Boom! Boom. Welcome to another episode of The Knowledge of Nothing. Thank you for joining us again. We want to start at the top of the show with a couple of shout outs. The first shout out we'd like to make is a lovely review that was left on Apple's podcasting page for The Knowledge of Nothing. It comes from somebody by the name of Scorp23, and it is titled A Breath of Fresh Air. Hello, Conmen, longtime listener, first time writing a review. I don't know how long he's been a listener. I mean, we've only got six episodes, but hey, I'll take it. Your show is great on so many levels. In a serious time that we live in today, your show takes me away from all of that. Thank you. I remember the old comic book shop days and getting lost in all kinds of brilliant stories and having debates about the most random things. I hope everyone finds your show so it will last a long time. I was touched personally by this review because this person understands what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get you away from the reality of things and just have these asinine debates about red wine and Riesling and brunches and lunches and all of the the stuff in between. I'm glad that we were able to kind of take you away for that half hour, 45 minutes that you're here to join us. So thank you so much for the review. It meant so much to all of us. The second shout out I would like to make is to John Joins. John Joins, he is the host of the Uprooted Podcast. He is also listed on our Facebook page as our top fan. And on top of that, he plugged us on the Uprooted Podcast last week. And because of that, that drove some listeners to find us that maybe wouldn't have otherwise. So thank you so much, John Joins. And lastly, he did send us an email. And we did tell you, if you send us an email, we're going to read it. So therefore, we're going to read his. His says, and I quite agree with the title of this, by the way, Bloody Mary's Bloody Suck. Thank you. So we're off to a smashing start right now. All right. John says, great pop quickies cage match this week, fellas. When it comes to brunch versus happy hour, he supports brunch just like us. When it comes to red wine versus Riesling, he picks red wine. Hot dog at a movie theater? Come on, Brian. You can't be a red wine snob and eat a hot dog at the movie theater. Hot dogs are for ball games in Chicago, period. Keep up the good stuff. Had me laughing all the way to work. Cheers, John M. Joins. So thank you once again for being our top fan and plugging us on your podcast. It means so much to us. Thank you so much. And we're on to the rest of the show. This is episode six. And what a show we have for you today. We're going to be talking about The Mandalorian, chapter 14, The Tragedy. Tony shares with us his ancient Chinese recipe for mayonnaise. Can't wait to hear about that. And we're going to be talking about... We interrupt this regularly scheduled Concast to bring you breaking news. 
Oh my God, there's some breaking news, Brian. I'm sorry I had to interrupt this podcast, but something huge has just occurred for Disney Plus. And we're going to be talking about that instead of all these other... We'll wait to discover what my Chinese mayonnaise recipe is. <laughs> but that can wait. This Disney announcement is too huge not to talk about right this moment. Warner Brothers had a major announcement with their HBO Max streaming service. Basically, what they're going to do is release everything that they were going to in 2021 on their streaming service, along with theaters that may be open. So they're going to kind of coincide. There's a lot of new stuff uh, coming out, like Matrix 4, Suicide Squad. But that was pretty groundbreaking in on itself. And then... Disney must have been sitting back watching the news feed and thinking, well, that's cute. Let's, uh, let's, let's have our own announcement. Why don't we? And walked up onto that stage, said, hold my beer. Here we go. And then dropped major news on us. Basically dropped the mic on everybody else. These two companies are clearly going at it and us fans are benefiting from it. We will be talking about a lot of the Star Wars content, a lot of the Marvel content. But before we do that, there are some honorable mentions on Disney titles that we will quickly touch upon. Tony, do you have one that you liked? The one thing I did really enjoy and I took away was the Pixar stuff. The one in particular was Lightyear. Peter Doctor came out, basically laid the groundwork saying that Buzz Lightyear was supposed to be this kind of huge film star, and that's how they've always envisioned him. Now they're going to give him his origin story, and they're going to put it up on the big screen. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what Lightyear entails. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I mean, some major casting announcement behind Lightyear with Chris Evans playing the voice. America's ass, his- baby. America's <laughs> ass is now Buzz Lightyear. I can't wait to hear him say, to infinity and beyond. But how do you feel about that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Chris Evans. I'm a fan of his, but I'm going to kind of miss Tim Allen a little bit. Uh, I'm not. How do you feel? I, I, I No, you know what? I'm not going to miss him at all because I think that what Chris Evans does, he brings that kind of warmth and he brings a kind of a subtlety that I think is probably needed for an origin story like this. We all know Tim Allen. He is Buzz Lightyear to me. But I w- I'm just curious to see how they're going to be paying homage to him in this film. I'm excited about that Lightyear announcement, aside from the Star Wars and the Marvel announcements, which we will get to. Brian, what was the one thing that you liked that did not fall in that realm of Star Wars or Marvel? There are two projects that I'm really watching closely that I'm looking forward to. And the first one being, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Rhea, The Last Dragon. Disney did announce that will be coming out on their premium service and in theaters simultaneously if safety allows. I'm looking forward to that. I actually think I might take advantage of the premium service depending on what's going on in my area at the time. But the other title is near and dear to my heart. I got a little misty eyed when I saw this announcement. I watched the trailer this morning and that is the Mighty Ducks series. I cannot wait. Emilio Estevez is back as Coach Bombay, teaching 
America's Youth, How to Play Hockey Again. And in honor of that, I am wearing a duck shirt. That brought a tear to your eye? Explain further, please. Yes, uh, the, what, what I saw was like two seconds of Emilio Estevez just being like... There's a trailer out now. Oh, okay. So check that out. I posted it earlier today. Oh. Hockey has been such a big part of my life growing up. I've been playing hockey since I was seven years old. Well into my... Uh, to my old age now. My son now plays hockey. I'm a big Ducks fan. And growing up in the 90s, playing roller hockey, ice hockey, and watching those Duck movies, you know, had quite an influence on me. The Anaheim Ducks are my favorite hockey team. And I was also an extra in the D2. The Mighty Ducks are back. I was part of that crowd, just like every other kid in Southern California at that time. Wow. But just loved it. And the fact that they're bringing this show back as a series i couldn't be more excited i'm seeing this trend that's kind of started with cobra kai do you kind of see maybe this being influenced by that i haven't seen the trailer yet so i don't know but... well i know where you're going with this i don't think cobra kai and the mighty ducks have anything to do with each other but kind of bringing back old nostalgia type shows or movies for guys our age yeah, there is a trend. <laughs> but to enjoy with their families, that's what I'm kind of yeah. seeing with, especially Cobra Kai. I have been a Cobra Kai fan since 2018. I turned Brian onto it. Uh, he didn't watch it until this year, but uh, we'll talk about that more later. But with Cobra Kai, I did not expect a high quality story. I expected cheese factor throughout. And damn it, if that isn't one of the most charming shows that I've seen on TV in a long time. Let's bring it back to the Ducks really fast. This whole series is about that feel-good comeback story. Looks like, according to the trailers, you've got a fat Bombay, you know, who needs some kind of direction in his life again and finds it through hockey with a band of misfit kids. Hmm. It's kind of like the Bad News Bears type of scenario. Okay. But the Ducks now are an established good team, and I'm excited to see where this series takes it. Cool. I can't wait for that. I'm not a fan, but I'm looking forward to, uh, to just watching that. And how well, you will hear me talk about the Ducks show weekly on our show. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. All right. So anyway, enough of that noise. Enough Let's go that. on to the big, big, big stuff. I think we're going to start off with a little bit of Star Wars. How, how, how do you think about that, Brian? What do you think about that? I love that idea. And a little bit of Star Wars, let's face it, there was a lot of Star Wars to talk about. But first, a word from our sponsor. Looking for some holiday cheer? Aren't we all? Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on all-natural 100% soy wax candles infused with essential oils animal earth and human friendly visit www.soycatcandles.com that's www.soycatcandles.com soycat candles 100% soy 100% pa some don't you think that maybe they're being a little too aggressive right now and they're explaining so many plates right now i just don't know how all of these plates are going to be able to stay up at the same time. I'm anxious about right now because we have seen in the past where things have not really worked out the way that they're supposed to, but I couldn't help but just be a fanboy for that entire lineup. I mean, you've got Ahsoka, you've got the Bad Batch, you've got just all of these amazing announcements. What were the one or two things that stuck out to you, Brian, for the Star Wars universe? Oh my gosh. So... I am still trying to process 
all of what we were given last night. I almost saw this as Christmas came early this year with all these new announcements and things that we get to look forward to. One of the things that I'm really looking forward to, and we all kind of saw this coming, is Ahsoka. My goodness, I love that character. My daughter loves that character. I cannot wait to see what they do with her in her own series. Wow. The couple of things that I was really kind of drawn to was with Andor, which is based on the Rogue One Star Wars story. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Rogue One, we all kind of know how that one turns out. Yeah. How come they haven't made a sequel to that one? That's weird. <laughs> they did. It's called Episode 4, Brian. Uh, wake up. Okay? Gotcha. Anyhow, so uh, what really kind of surprised me about it, it seems like with The Mandalorian, we kind of have this minimalist type of action kind of way it's shot. It's very minimal, right? And Andor seems the complete opposite. I mean, they've got 6,000 characters in the background. The epic scale is just something that I have never even heard of for a TV show. They got this huge epic kind of scope to it that I am loving so much because there's going to be all these practical effects. They're using sound stages. They're not using the virtual stages that The Mandalorian has been using. So I'm really excited to see what this turns out to be because it was just grand on such an epic scale. I love it because they are treating each one of these as like their own little movie. For a studio to do that, to invest so much money, so much time, so much thought behind it is just refreshing to see. And I cannot wait to see the, the quality that comes out. We all know what to expect now. The Mandalorian has risen that bar so high and I do not see Disney going backwards. I only expect the quality and the storytelling to get better, to get deeper into the mythology of Star Wars and to just create a whole new fan base based around this. No longer will people only think of Star Wars as the saga movies. You know, now there's so much more to unwrap within this universe. It's so awesome. We can't forget about the, the big screen. And this is where I think HBO and Warner Brothers kind of screwed the pooch, in my opinion. They decided we're going to release everything on streaming, even those tentpole films. You've got to just hate on Warner Brothers, don't I you? I have to. I have to because I think they're taking huge missteps all along the way in order to capture crowds. They're not sticking true to the artists. And quite frankly, I think that with Disney, what they have shown is they are going to have that line drawn in the sand, which is admirable because two of the biggest announcements for the Star Wars universe were films. The first being the incredible... Patty Jenkins taking on and doing a Rogue Squadron movie. Her take on this universe is going to just make me so happy. And the backstory that she had about her father being a fighter pilot and losing his life in battle and finding the right story to tell. I mean, when she tackles something, she is going to go all in and she is going to be passionate about it. And I cannot wait to see what she does with Rogue Squadron. I, I mean, that was huge. She is one of my favorite directors. She is just amazing, creative. What a storyteller she is. I loved her rollerblading, like a badass, by the way, down what we see is kind of like an airstrip. And then for her to put on the Rogue Squadron helmet. And the orange jumpsuit, the iconic right. orange jumpsuit. We see the TIE fighter in the background. I envision this as Top Gun in space, and I cannot wait to see this. Yeah, I can't either. It's, I'm so stoked about that. And then the other announcement that was made by uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, 
We all know how <laughs> your, I feel about your, her. Your anyway, favorite. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I can't stand her. I can't. That's one of the things that's kind of really irritating me about this. But anyhow, I'll, I'll move on. Was the Taika movie that's coming out in 2025. It is him taking on Star Wars. Taika has already put his stamp on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I just can't wait to see what he's going to do, what story he's going to tell in this in this. Did they announce universe. a title? What no, title he's working on? Basically, it's an untitled just project right now. Title. And every, speculation is that it's going to be one of the tent poles for 2025. One more title I'd like to just briefly talk about is the Rangers of the New Republic. Could that be Cara Dune? We saw her badge in one of the episodes of The Mandalorian. I'm almost envisioning the Chuck Norris Walker, Texas Ranger Star Wars style. The one thing I did also want to mention was the Star Wars visions. I'm excited about this because it kind of reminds me of the Animatrix. They're going to be telling animated stories through anime. I really loved the Animatrix, so I'm really excited to see what they're going to be able to do there. And again, you know, I just want to go back to the movies. They drew that line in the sand, Disney did. And you also saw that with our next topic that we're going to discuss about Disney's investor call. And that is the Marvel Studios presentation that was presented by Kevin Feige himself. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Conmen, K-O-N-M-E-N. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com, take your podcast to the next level. First off, WandaVision. We got a brand new trailer for that where she, I don't know. I hope she's not losing her mind because I think I may be in love with her. So, Wow, <laughs> Brian. What? No, no, no. Just just. You kidding. know what I'm loving about this WandaVision? It looks like they're going to be doing some type of, uh, I'm probably overthinking this as I normally do, possibly going to look at social norms and things of that nature through the scope of our television history. And I think that's where they're going with it. I could be way, way, way off, but I love the fact that they're bringing these sitcom tropes in. I can't help but think that there's gonna be some kind of social commentary tied to that, which I am excited about. It almost has like a bewitched feeling where she's got these powers. She's clearly dealing with the loss of Vision and maybe the loss of her brother. She's dealt with a lot of loss in the MCU and it's kind of coming to an head. And one of the things that I'm most looking forward to on this show is that we don't know what to expect. What's going to happen? What kind of ramifications is going to ripple through the MCU based on what's happening with WandaVision? If you really want to know what's happening in the MCU, you need to watch these Disney Plus series because they will officially be tied in to one another, not like the Netflix series with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. These series will coincide with what's happening on the big screen, what's happening on the streaming stream, and it's going to lead into a lot of things. We know that Doctor Strange will make an appearance, and then we also got our first look at Loki. The one takeaway that was huge 
is they are doubling down on the multiverse. It is going to be affecting every single aspect of the MCU as we know it. And it kind of fits in. If you really think about it, the multidimensional theories and aspects and things of that nature, you're going to be able to witness the MCU through Disney Plus on kind of one universe, if you will. You've also got the big screen. That's another universe, if you will. And then on top of that, you also are going to be able to experience this animated show that's coming out. And that was my favorite thing. And I know that sounds lame, but what if, to me, Growing up, I love those comics. I love the fact that the Watcher is the narrator of this. He's kind of overseeing this. And Kevin Feige himself said that they are going to be using the MCU as a source material for these what-if animated series. I think that seeing T'Challa being taken by Yondu was something that was incredibly exciting to me. The way it's stylized, the way that the animation is unlike anything I've ever seen. The fact that Peggy Carter, it looks like he's going to don the, it's not really Captain America, I think it's Captain Britain, right, at that point? Yeah. Just seeing that multi-universe just be expanded on this scope, they really, truly are double-downing on the multiverse. And I think that we have one series that we can thank for all of this for happening. And you know what that series is, Brian? What is it? Rick and Morty. Yeah! Rick and Morty, <laughs> bitches. Rick and Morty, they made the multiverse very, very attainable and very friendly as a storytelling narrative. <laughs> friendly? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. Well, me as too. As you are. <laughs> but uh, friendly? <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. I guess that is debatable. There were also some tender stuff that I really enjoyed. The Miss Marvel series, I was really touched by it. This actually feels like the first time I can actually relate to a Marvel superhero. I am not Pakistani. I am not a girl, but I can see that family dynamic, and it looks like she is the most normal person out of the whole MCU. And that, to me, is something that is exciting and is going to be more relatable for folks, especially little girls growing up. And I'm excited to see what Miss Marvel entails. And Miss Marvel is a fairly new comic book as far as comic book heroes go. She maybe jumped onto the scene less than 10 years ago. But oh, really? Yeah, and she's very, very new. And I do like the fact that they mentioned that not only will you see her progression in this series, but then she's also going to make an appearance in Captain Marvel 2. Wow. You're going to learn about this character's origin story on Disney+, and then you're going to see her roll right into that character in Captain Marvel 2, which, again, is kind of blurring those lines from streamings to, uh, to big screen. And I love it. You know, and we all started this whole multiverse topic by talking about Loki. <laughs> That's where we kind of started off. Well, I went off on this tangent like I normally do. So again, I apologize. I'm bringing it back to Loki. So this is the Loki that we see in Endgame who, when Hulk knocks Tony Stark down, he drops the briefcase and the Tesseract rolls over by his foot. He takes that Tesseract and escapes. This is the Loki that has not made up with his brother Thor, who still kind of wants to kill him and take the throne on Asgard, and has not made up with the Avengers. You know, this guy's all about mischief, he's all about power, and he wants to create havoc. Yeah, that scene with Owen Wilson, by the way, who's rocking the gray hair, shout out to him. I'm pretty gray right now, and he's rocking it, and he's killing it. In that elevator, when they're going down to all of these different levels, did you catch any Easter eggs in there? Because it was all Greek to me. I do notice that Marvel loves a good elevator scene. 
Yeah, oh, that's there's true. so yeah, many right. in these movies. It's just kind of a theme. You know, if they're going to get into an elevator, some important information is going to get dropped. I didn't catch any Easter eggs right away. I'm going to have to rewatch the scene. But the biggest thing that I was focused on was the TVA symbol on Loki's jumpsuit. Yeah, what is the TVA? I have no idea what that is. And if you're a super fan, I'm sure you knew exactly what that was. But I'm not really versed in the comics. So I didn't know what the TVA was, but Brian, can you maybe shed some light on what that is? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see where the MCU takes the TVA, but the TVA stands for the Time Variance Authority, and these are basically the watchers of time to make sure that the time stream does not get disrupted, altered. I couldn't think of a more worse person to have on that team than Loki. You know, So you know he's going to manipulate it somehow to his advantage. And let's just see where this takes the MCU going forward. In other like huge news was the Doctor Strange announcement. Kevin Feige basically says how this film is going to be instrumental and how these other films are going to fit into that. In was it the WandaVision or was it the Loki one where we saw what we thought was Black Widow? Did you happen to see that in the in the trailer? No, I missed that one. I think that was in the Loki trailer, but I could be wrong. You might have to, to go back and look at that. And we've heard rumors that Black Widow was somehow going to tie into the multiverse. So to see just her backside sitting on, I think it was a rock, you know that Marvel likes to leave those secret Easter eggs for you to kind of ponder and kind of stew upon. I'm just curious to see where they're going to be taking Black Widow from that. The other thing was that he said it directly ties into Spider-Man 3. So you know what that means. That was awesome and frustrating at the same time. I want confirmation on casting news. The internet has been going crazy over the past couple of weeks. This is going to be a huge, this is like an Avengers type cast. Dude, this all but confirmed that stuff to me, in my but opinion. It didn't confirm it. And that's it, what No, but it all but is. did because Disney is very calculated. Yes. And the fact that Alfred Molina was announced. Yeah, he's going to repraise his role as Doc Ock. The Spider-Verse is coming to the MCU, I which cannot is huge wait. freaking news, man. So that right? opens up a whole nother can of worms. My spidey senses are tingling, and I cannot wait to see this live action. And oh my gosh, when they finally come together, the way the internet's talking about, Peter's going to be trapped in the multiverse somewhere and meet other Spider-Men and possibly Miles Morales and defeat. Yes, I know. That was the one I was excited about. Yes. And then come back to rejoin the Avengers cast and maybe some epic Avengers-type scenario, I cannot be more excited about. And I have my own speculations on that, but that's for another show. I hope that Spider-Man Noir comes, Ben. He, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. I hope Cage. it's Nicholas Cage. Oh, yes. my gosh. That would be so flipping amazing, would it not? It would be awesome. Yes, it would be. This also lends some kind of validation on rumors a couple of weeks ago that Jamie Foxx was going to reprise his role as Electro. Does that mean that Tobey Maguire's coming into this? Does I that mean hope. that Does that mean that Andrew Garfield is going to show up in here? That's what the internet's saying right now. But until I hear somebody from Marvel, and specifically Kevin Feige, I'm not going to believe a thing just yet. But... I love what I'm hearing. I hope it's true. But beyond that, Brian, they also, the huge announcement that was made, the Fantastic Four. Oh, yes. Holy cow. Yes. And did you see the director for that? Yes. That director is, um, who was it again? <laughs> Jason Watt? Yes, from the Spider-Man films. 
Actually, that's a correction. It is John Watt, not Jason Watt. Okay, John Watt is the director of the Spider-Man and Spider-Man Far From Home films. You want to talk about now pulling from the multiverse? You can now bring X-Men in this way. You can bring Deadpool in this way. So they are staying on top of this. This is the gateway for all of these other characters and all of these other films to kind of come back together in the MCU. We had another episode up in line. It was ready to shoot for Sunday night. However, with this unprecedented announcement, we felt that we needed to get this out ASAP. If you're here for Mandalorian, uh, you're going to have to wait until next week or the week after. We're thinking about taking episodes 14 and 15, kind of meshing them into one review. And that's coming in the near future. But this was too big of an announcement for us not to cover. And we wanted to have it as close as to real time as humanly possible. You know, this would not be an episode if we didn't ask Wayne, what were the two takeaways from Star Wars and from Marvel that you enjoyed or are excited about, Wayne? I have three words. I am Groot. Looking forward to that series, as well as in 2022, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I'm on board. James Gunn, Woo! give me all the things. <laughs> you know we like holiday specials. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do like holidays if they're done correctly. <laughs> if they are done correctly. And the fact that James Gunn is overseeing kind of everything Guardians is so refreshing to me. And anything in closing before we go on to the pop quickies for this episode, Brian? No, let's stop it there. Stop while we're ahead, and I don't even think we're ahead. So let's just go right on to Pop Quickies. Yeah, and we did not cover half of the announcements that were made, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it for years and months and months and years to come. Thank you, and we're going to go on now to Pop Quickies. It's time for Pop, Pop, Pop Quickies. Damn, that was a hell of a segment to cover, Ooh. you guys. Wayne, I feel sorry for you already for the editing of that, so I apologize in advance. Yeah, wow. It is all good, guys. I just love hearing how excited you guys are. There's so many things, right? All the things is exciting. <laughs> all the things. Now, this week's Pop Quickies. You guys did bring something up about Pixar, which kind of piqued my curiosity. All right. So first, do you prefer Woody versus Buzz? Oh, I have to go with Woody. I relate more to Woody. I think he takes things way too personally. I relate more to Woody than I do Buzz. I'm not a flashy kind of toy that is up to date. I would like to be, but I'm not. I still have my pull string. I still have my boots. I'm old fashioned that way, but I like to think that I'm more important than I usually am. And that screams Woody. That character resonates a lot more with me. I don't know. The thing is... Brian, shut up. You do know. You're Buzz Lightyear, dude. No, Come on. I think I'm Buzz Lightyear now, but I was Woody, and Woody has some aspects that I really liked and admired. His loyalty to Andy and Bonnie. Um, his loyalty to his group, his toys uh, in, in the room. Like, no toy left behind. He will go to lengths to make sure that no toy gets forgotten or destroyed or lost. I love that. He's also a leader. The whole toy box looks up to Woody and Buzz Lightyear is obviously second in command in that room and kind of like the the cool kid on the playground. But the problem I have with Woody at the very end is that he kind of left his group of toys 
spoiler alert, you know, at the Are end. Are you uh, going into Toy Story 4? Because I, do, I have not watched that movie. Yeah, well, I haven't watched it either, but I know what happens at the end, and it kind of broke my heart a little bit because it kind of changed my view on the character. He left his group of toys to go with Bo Peep, just left them, and I have a hard time swallowing that. And See, Brian, I did not know that. Thank you for spoiling that for me. Well, too bad you're on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you're on this show, it's all fair game. <laughs> Quite frankly, I have avoided Toy Story 4. And I have avoided it for one specific reason and one specific reason only. The trilogy was perfect as it stands. There was no need for a fourth film. Toy Story 3 to me was damn near a perfect film. Anything that was less than that, even though I keep hearing really good things about Toy Story 4, about Forky, and I know Forky's going to be huge in the Pixar universe, you know, I just can't bring myself to watch Toy Story 4. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. There's two Disney films that I have not just brought myself to see, Coco and Toy Story 4. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know why you haven't watched Coco, but yeah, that's, that, a, that's, a whole that's a for topic. another story, but that is Gosh, a brilliant story. Can't wait to get me. back to that one. So... <laughs> Wayne, hint, hint, pop quickies, bring up cocoa. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Next question. Food related. Oh. Pancakes or waffles? Mmm. Pancakes. Uh, you know what? I agree. Pancakes. <laughs> Pancakes really? are great. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, I, I was expecting to, to brawl over that with waffles, but Brian, you surprised me, my friend. Yeah, pancakes, as my dad used to call them, flapjacks. You know, just, yes. they're, they're just this blank slate. You can do whatever you want with them. Right. You can add things to them, in them, you know, on the toppings. Yeah, and always putting that pat of butter. You had to, oh, you gosh. Had to basically right. put it inside the stack, right? You can't just have right. it on top. And you have to butter every pancake. You can't just exactly. butter the top, top of the heap. You've got to butter each layer. And yeah. then you drizzle that mound of syrup on there. And then you've got the whipped creams or the... Or the other fruit toppings or chocolate Strawberry, chips or right. blueberries or Gosh, whatever. Yeah, just, it's, just, it's a blank canvas that you can just do. And then waffles, you can do the same thing. And then but, just you know, the smell of pancakes. When you walk into the room and someone's yeah. making pancakes, you know instantly that they're making pancakes. <laughs> and it's yeah. just and like, there's a reason why there's an international house of pancakes and not an I-how. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next <laughs> I how I like that. What about chicken and waffles, man? Oh, there you no, go. Now we're talking lunch. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Lunch and dinner—that's a that's whole right. different thing. But yes, chicken and waffles—that is a great point. That is that great. It's a fantastic combo. Oh boy, yes. Roscoe's is the king of that. We'll move on. We'll move on. Okay, you guys mentioned earlier Cobra Kai, which is a show I need to catch up on. But when it comes to the origination of that series in the movies. Do you guys prefer the crane kick or sweep the leg? Let me tell you what a useless martial arts move. Shut, the, the, shut your the mouth crane right now. Kick is. My gosh, you telegraphed that so shut your much. Mouth. What an easily defensible move would be yeah, useless. And, you, and anybody, he was a bonehead to go right into it, you right, dumbass. Right. No, because he, he didn't wrong. see it coming. They had to end crane the movie kick somehow. All the way. No way. You sweep, sweep that sweep. leg. Right? No, you don't you sweep that face leg. plant him into that mat. That is for <laughs> cheaters. That is for cheaters. That is a, a weak-ass move. What a dumb he swept, move. Dude, 
to no, do a do crane kick. You're like, I don't know what's coming. Look at his stupid arms. You're just, you like, <laughs> he looks like Dude, a goalpost for football. Dude, it was a distraction. Did it work? It did so not how did that movie though. end? How did that movie end, Brian? Daniel won, but I okay, but how, but Brian? But there's an actress. How, Brian? I don't know. He kicked the he kid crane in the kicked, face. He crane kicked him. But he Johnny ran him, right so into it. How does that work? Johnny is supposed because to be- Because he was so filled with rage, he wasn't taking the God, time and you the patience. Let, here's the thing. You let Daniel snap the foot to do the crane kick. You move to the side, and you put him on the floor. Because <laughs> I mean, like, your balance has got to be off. Oh, my gosh. What- well, all I I'm have to so say is you don't want the end of the that. film. I would love it if I was ever in a fight and won. somebody tried to do the crane kick on me. I'd wipe the mat well, with them. You know what? Because he didn't see it coming. And <laughs> he, he was so filled with rage. Coming? He's facing I don't him. Know. <laughs> but he was so filled with rage. Brian. Oh, my gosh. That that was the lesson of the whole movie, Brian. <laughs> so are you saying you that the you crane kick. You should be patient and your moment will the come. The crane kick is a, is a useful move? Yes, it is. No, when you are not. patient, it's Hollywood. Well, uh, Hollywood gibberish, right there. Well, Brian, how old is this film now? It's like thirty-five years old. Eighties. Everybody well, now knows the I fucking crane kick. But Everybody when you watch knows. it for the first time, you don't know what's coming. And you know what? It was magical. It still is magical. <laughs> magical. I prefer that over to sweep the leg any no day. Way. At least sweep the leg was useful. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> You're no, that was cheating. It was, a it was not bad cheating. move. Well, yes, fine. yes and, and, point it, taken away. and it makes you so focused on the leg that you're not really seeing what's coming, and oh that's my that gosh. foot that's going to hit you right in the head, <laughs> right in the so, nose. Yes, the crane <laughs> kick all the way. The crane kick, whatever. Yes, crane kick. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> People who use crane kicks are chumps. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, switching to video games, systems specifically. Do you guys prefer the PlayStation? The Xbox or a Nintendo? Uh, this is no brainer for me. It's PlayStation. PlayStation all the way. N Nintendo is cool, and I understand that it's got this whole huge fan base. But PlayStation is something that I love. I love the storytelling aspects. I love the immersion. I I just love the titles. The controller I love. A lot of people prefer the Xbox controller, but not me. PlayStation is it for me. In fact, I've been trying to get a PlayStation 5 for the past <laughs> month, and to no avail. It sucks. Even today, when we were recording, I was attempting to get one, and within minutes it was sold out, and I ended up crying inside because I could not get one. Woe was me. Woe was you. You know, I've probably spent more hours on the Xbox than I have any other system, but if I had to choose just one, my heart goes with the Nintendo. And I'm not a big gamer, so it's more so now playing games with my kids and my family. But the one game that I have put more hours into than I care to want it, yeah, it's Mass Effect. And for a long time, that was an exclusive Xbox title. So I bought an Xbox for that. I love that game, all three of them. The fourth one is, you know, is, is okay. But if I just had to be on a desert island with one gaming system, it would be a Nintendo. Very good, guys. Food related. Wayne, Wayne, what about you? Oh, Nintendo answer. all the way, man. I'm a Nintendo homer. And why is that? In nostalgia. My first major system besides the Atari 2600 was an NES. And uh, the hours put in that, subsequently saving money to buy my own Super Nintendo when that got released. Um, then you got the, was it? What was it? Uh, uh, GameCube, I think, was after that. No, yeah, no, N64. N64, yep. then the GameCube, then you got the Wii, then you got this Wii U, which is terrible, but still got it anyways. 
and then the Switch, which obviously is amazing itself. So mm-hmm. um, I'm all about the games, or specifically the IPs. I'm a big Zelda guy, and you only can get Zelda on Nintendo systems. And I'm a big fan of Naughty Dog, and you can only get that on the PS. Yeah, mm, right now I'm true. playing a lot of Pokemon, which is on the Switch right now. Well, actually, that's a great segue, Brian. <laughs> wow. For once, Brian, for once you were able to segue without any kind of direction. Right, didn't even know it. Who do you consider the best starter Pokemon? I don't even know. I, Dude, you're speaking Greek. You're speaking Greek. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, Brian, the OG3. The OG3, okay. So help, help Tony with those three. Yeah, so in the original games, you've got red and blue. The original three starters, you had your choice of Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle. Bulbasaur was a was a plant type. Charizard is um fire. Is fire, and then Squirtle is water. So basically, you had your choice of one of those elements to kind of be like one of your staples on your team throughout the game. You know, I will have to say that um, I like to make things Squirtle. So Squirtle. <laughs> okay, kind of made it weird, but uh... it was a joke. It was a it was yeah. a really bad joke. Yeah. Uh, but you know, water trumps all. I, I did that. There you go. That's what I was trying to say with all of that. I'm going to go with Charmander. That was my uh, my thing. But I started off with Yellow, and Pikachu was your starter Pokemon. Just kind of, they kind of just gave them to you at the beginning. So that was my first ever starter was Pikachu. But going forward, on the several iterations of the game uh, since, I normally tend to lead towards the Fire type. Which fast food restaurant has the best French fries? You know, I'm a fan of Chick-fil-A's french fries. Yes, I would agree with you there. Chick-fil-A all the way. Yeah. The waffle fries. Yep, waffle with fries. Some ranch, but no, don't use their ranch. No, 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 don't, no, no. Their ranch is an abomination. Another word I say a lot in this show. But yes, the peanut oil, the skin on, the waffle. This is where waffles are number one. Waffles are number one right now. As french fries? Yes, as french fries. They are awesome. Waffle fries are the bomb. There you go. Yeah, I'm a fan of their fries also, but I do like their house sauce. If I'm going to get a french fry, it's going to be that one. Now, another food-related question. Guacamole or salsa? Oh, hands down, guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You have to guacamole. I mean, there is it, when you have a nice guacamole, there's nothing like it on this earth. Salsa is great, too. I have some favorite salsas. But guacamole, when you hit the right notes with everything, there is nothing like it. Chipotle, for all intents and purposes, is the gold standard when it comes to like fast food guacamole because they spice it correctly. They do what they need to do. And it's just, it's it's so good. But I have to say, I do make a mean, mean, mean guacamole. Mean. I do. It's right up there with your mayonnaise recipe, right? (laughs) Yes, my Chinese mayonnaise. My Chinese, yes, my Chinese mayonnaise recipe. That's right. (laughs) All right, we got a couple more. Going back to video games, when you play them, are you a completionist? Or you just want to get through the game? No, I paid for that whole game and I want to play it all the way through. I complete everything and it takes me hours and days sometimes. Sometimes I go back to it. But if there are achievements or if there are parts of a map I haven't explored yet, you know, I am one of those people that will take the time to unlock everything. I am a completionist. I know Last of Us, most people finished it within the weekend, some like a month. 
I just finished it last week. And it was because I took forever in a day. I like to explore. I like to do things that aren't on the beaten path. I like to kind of just do my own thing and just be immersed, lost in that world. I'll get to the story when the story comes around. But for now, I'm just going to chill out and do what I need to do. I'll go over the same area like two, three, four times before I move on to the next. In fact, in Last of Us Part 2... There is a scene. I wish I could somehow go back in time. I wanted to explore this corner right in this building right around the corner here. But I was thinking, oh, I don't need to go there right now. I can kind of go this other way. So I went the other way and a cutscene happens. A cutscene, and that means I can't move backwards. I can't explore that corner. And it's been bugging me for a week and a half now that I have not explored that corner. Pisses me off. I hate that. I hate when that happens. I'm going to find that corner, and I'm going to go to it. <laughs> I'm going to get to that corner, damn it. I'm going to get to that corner, and I'm going to explore it, god damn it. Last question. For hot dogs, oh. do you prefer ketchup or mustard on it? Ketchup, all the way. You take mustard, and you throw it in the trash. Do not Dude, don't even go there. Mustard, mustard is near my dog. Oh. What is? I don't prefer any of them. I'd much rather put mayonnaise on a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, your uh, thick mayonnaise. But if I had to, yes, <laughs> my thick mayonnaise, my thick Chinese mayonnaise <laughs> is going on hot dogs with with jalapenos uh, and onions. Wow, that is the way to eat a hot dog. Oh, you're giving me heartburn just thinking about anyway, that. Anyway, but if I had to choose between ketchup and mustard, mustard all the way. Mustard's more versatile. Mustard, you kick is that mustard just, right to the curb. No, that is you disgusting. Do sweetness, it's vile. Oh, it Ketchup is disgusting. Ugh. Ketchup is gross. Ketchup is like... I mean, you're it's so like wrong sugar. on that statement. I don't even know how to respond to it. What? How to respond to what? <laughs> that ketchup is gross. I mean, what is wrong ketchup with Ketchup is you? gross. It is sweet. It is yeah. disgusting. Do you not like you sweet don't things? Need, when it comes to my fruit or when it comes to my, well, my veggies... tomatoes are fruit. No, technically... Uh, I know you were going to go there. Damn it, I stepped in that trap. I stepped in that trap. You know what? But you, you know, know what? what's around the corner? A big bottle of ketchup. There you go for that game. <laughs> Dude, mustard is more versatile. You can put it on sauerkraut. You could do this. You could, yeah. you could even, it even compliments my Chinese mayonnaise. There it's you go. It's just so good. It's Chinese go Thousand ahead. Island now? <laughs> yes. There, no, I would have to add ketchup to that. That's what relish. I'm saying. Disgusting. Oh. No. Ketchup is gross, Brian. It is disgusting. Ugh. We need to put this up to our fan base. What do you prefer, ketchup or mustard? Mustard all the way. Team Tony. Hashtag Team Tony. Right. Team Brian for Team Ketchup. Team Don't let me down, everybody. <laughs> yes. There is an Instagram post that will be coming soon based on mustard or ketchup. Please vote. Please vote. <laughs> Show him that he is wrong. Man, you are going to be so disappointed. No, Brian. You will be. <laughs> All right, guys, and this wraps up this week's segment on Pop Quickies. Before we move on, there was a huge announcement regarding Smash Brothers Ultimate. It was made during the video game awards this week, and it is all about a playable character. I do not play that game, but I do know somebody that loves the character that was announced. For that, we are going to turn it over to Dana, the famous Dana of the Danometer. You know when you hear these little sound effects? When Brian screws up or is in her favor? That is the Dana that we're talking about. Brian, wait, wait what was the name of that character, Brian, before we, uh, we, we bring her on? Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. From Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth. 
Dana, what what do you think of this huge announcement? Couldn't have said it better myself, Dana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. And we are going to conclude this episode of the Knowledge of Nothing. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Find us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. The Knowledge of Nothing. And if you hate mustard, <laughs> you want to be hashtag Team Brian. If you love mustard, hashtag Team Tony. All right. And just as a reminder, we will be continuing our discussion on The Mandalorian chapter 14 and 15 in two weeks. Next week's episode will be our con holiday special part two. Make sure you tune in for that. It is exciting. It is festive. And we can't wait for you to hear it. Appreciate everybody. Thank you very much. Be safe out there. See you next time. <laughs>